But th- this particular trip, we got to meet up with some old friends and some new friends. And the experience of the maiden voyage with these incredible people is what made this trip totally worth it. Welcome back, everybody. This week's episode of the DCL Duo Podcast brought to you by My Path Unwinding Travel. And this is part two of our maiden voyage experience. We can't wait to bring it to you. We did have a little glitch at the beginning of the audio here, so I'm just going to pick it right up where it started. Please forgive that. It happens sometimes when we travel, but uh, we think this is a great show for you. So enjoy. Here we go. Exciting voyage on the Disney Wish, and I'm joined by all of our fabulous guests, Michael, Tracy, Willie, Rebecca, and of course, my fabulous co-host, Sam. Hey, Sam, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm sitting here on deck drinking a Tobo Chico, but which is actually my normal drink at home, except this one is a spiked one. Let's just put it. I, I thought you drink the spiked ones at home, too. No, honey. I drink the sparkling waters at home. All right. That explains a lot. All right. Well, we got to talk about day four. Day four was an exciting day because it was Castaway Key Day. There you go. We made it into Castaway Key, docked early in the morning. It was fabulous. We actually had really great weather out on the key. Saw some clouds in the distance, but it was sunshine and warm weather on Castaway Key. Cold water, but refreshing, invigorating. Uh, We all got off the ship after breakfast uh, to head out to the key and uh, had a fabulous day. Willie and Rebecca, of course, lots of photos. (laughs) (laughs) Willie, how many photos did you get? Between the ship and our spot on the beach at Castaway Key. 41 photos, not including the ones Brian took himself. 41 photos, folks. That is dedication. So we spent the day on the beach. We did stay on the island. We thought we might get back on the ship to experience some of the more food on board on the pool deck for lunch. But we decided to stay on the island had lunch at Cookies 1 because you know the menus are so different as between Cookies 1 and Cookies 2. I will say the Cookies 2 food, I thought, was some of the best... I've had on Castaway Key in a long time. I don't know. What did you think, Sam? I agree. I think the food quality was excellent. Um, the ribs were better than I'd ever had before. I don't know if that's because they're trying to copy what they're doing on board with the ribs, which are obviously fantastic. Um, but yeah, the food quality was excellent. Uh, they had Becca's gluten-free meal like ready to go in pretty quick time. And we all enjoyed a nice lunch on Castaway, given how beautiful the weather was. And, you know, we headed back to the ship shortly after lunch. We had planned on actually, as Brian said, leaving before lunch, but the weather was just too nice to leave Castaway. I will say when we got back on the ship, Oh, my Lord. There were a ton of people on the pool deck. When you got into the ship, it felt like it was empty. But then you got back up to, uh, up to the pool deck and it was hopping. And there were a ton of people in line for the Aqua Mouse, which had not yet opened uh, for the day. It was opening, I think, at 2 p.m. And I will say that we did get to ride the Aqua Mouse and experience the other storyline. So there's a... a there is a mermaid storyline and then there is like a, a Yeti winter snow uh, storyline. And so it was really fun to get to experience that second storyline. Of course, had to do it again. Tracy and I did it to, again today because, you know, we needed to take one for the team to get some video of that. So you all could see it. Um, but yeah, it was a really uh, nice afternoon. 
So after some time on the pool deck, we all went back to our rooms to get changed so we could hit up Hyperspace Lounge for the second time. We did drop off Nathan at the kids club because he really wasn't super excited about going a second time to Hyperspace Lounge. At Hyperspace Lounge, we all decided to kind of try something a little bit different. And yeah, I got a Kyber crystal, right? No, because I would murder Brian before he could ever get a Kyber crystal. But actually, three of us shared the Skywalker flight of wines. I had uh, two of the four wines. Yeah, I had to take one for the team, as Tracy says. I had the uh, Chardonnay, and they had a red. It had a Pinot Noir, but they actually had to replace it with a different wine. And Becca had the sparkling wine, and Tracy had the rosé. And then... Willie and Brian had a, I'm going to call it like a chocolate teeny. I don't know what it was called, but it was like a chocolate martini type drink. We have posted pictures of that menu on our Instagram. If you want to see, you'd be able to recognize right away which one that was. And then Michael had the same drink he had had the first night, which was quite cool the way it's poured. It kind of creates this smoky effect. Anyway, it was a a nice uh, 45 minutes at Hyperspace Lounge. And then we all kind of split up a little bit. Willie and Rebecca went to go get ready to take their pictures before dinner, of course. And Brian, myself, Tracy, and Michael headed over to Keg and Compass. We wanted to have some pre-dinner drinks, but we really wanted to check out the snack menu at Keg and Compass. And in particular, Tracy and Michael ordered the as big as your head, probably bigger than your head, Bavarian pretzel that had like beer cheese and mustard. It came piping hot. It came on one of those hangers really similar to what you see at Disneyland at Pim's um, in Avengers Campus. It was really hot, but it was delicious, crunchy on the outside, soft on the inside. And Brian and I ordered uh, 10-piece chicken wings. And with the chicken wings, I could choose sauces. I did half of it buffalo sauce, half of it in um, sweet chili sauce. I will say that I thought the wings were pretty delicious, but Brian is more of the wing expert, so I will let him give his review. Yes, and before I get there, I just want to say the drink that Willie and I had at the Hyperspace Lounge was the Birkin's Flow, and it was delicious. Willie, did you like the Birkin's Flow at the Hyperspace Lounge? It was my second martini ever. I guess it is a martini, and it was better than the first one, but the first one that Mike helped me with was really good. And Rebecca made a comment that now I'm a martini guy and I I might just be. All right. Well, as far as the wings went, I think that they were pretty good. Uh, I think they were a solid wing offering. Uh, The only thing I wanted to comment on about keg and compass is we've gotten a lot of questions over time about where you can find food on board. People who wanted charcuterie plates pre-dinner that they used to do in the Cove Cafe on some of the ships, where you could find those morning pastries. And just want to say, as far as like included in your cruise fare goes, that's going to be at Marceline Market, which is not open pre-dinner for you know a buffet. So if you want the pre-dinner snacks, they have moved to a non-inclusive order off the menu at Keg and Compass for a fee. Uh, I actually think the menu at Keg and Compass is pretty good. It has all this kind of standard Disney Cruise Line favorites, adult food that they normally put out. Uh, it's just as good as we've seen on other ships, if not better. So I don't know. Tracy, Michael, what do you think about the Keg and Compass menu? That was the first I had been at the the Keg and Compass and the atmosphere was really great. I enjoyed that a lot. Just kind of, you know, uh, literally, you know, the, the kind of pub atmosphere um, upscale, of course. Uh, and again, we got the giant pretzel and I hope that they will post the picture of Sam's head in the pretzel because that is one of my favorites from the trip. 
But the pretzel was delicious and delightful. I did not have a drink at the Keg and Compass. Michael had a couple there the day before. But yeah, overall, I I enjoyed the the. I also had some of the wings. Um, the buffalo. I I usually enjoy buffalo sauce. The the buffalo kind of a little bit spicy. This one was a little bit spicier. I uh, did the sweet chili that they had, um, and that was delicious. So I highly recommend that one if you're a little bit scared of spicy. But um, I highly highly recommend the pretzel. It was wonderful. So after Keg and Compass, we headed to dinner and it was a fan favorite menu last night. The coveted pirate menu, which has changed. It has changed. I think we've mentioned on the show before that they have changed up the pirate menu. Did try some dishes, several dishes last night. Willie and I both had the actually the same meal in dining start to finish, but uh, had a crab cake appetizer and a samosa appetizer, both of which were, I thought, pretty good. What do you think, Willie? Well, first off, we were really committed to this DCL Junior, DCL Duo Junior nickname, so I committed at dinner. But dinner was great. I mean, the new pirate menu is, I enjoy the new pirate menu, and I went with something different than I normally get. I normally get the citrus marinated grouper with the black bean sauce on the side. Um, That's the Cuban in me, but I went with pasta last night with shrimp and scallops, and everything was cooked fine, and and it was well made and it tasted fine. And then I tried for the first time. Well, I had like a, I just ordered a Caesar salad because I was ordering one for Nathan and none of the appetizers looked really good to me. But I tried for the first time a uh, egg noodle stir fry that had tofu in it. And it was quite good. It was like had a little bit of a peanutty flavor, but it wasn't like an overwhelming peanut flavor. And I, I ended up finishing the whole thing. I also got the kids chicken skewer uh, meal, which funny, funny enough, Tracy also got the kids chicken skewer meal. But I ended up eating all the chicken and vegetables from that meal because I felt like the tofu was just not quite enough protein for me. But yeah, I actually was pleasantly surprised at, at the dessert. I did get a Mickey bar for dessert because none of the desserts looked good. But I also want to hear about Tracy's dessert because she ordered there was like a kids brownie cookie ice cream thingamajig um, and I know she really enjoyed it so I want Tracy to give her review on that ice cream pirate night menu differing from Willie's opinion is never been my favorite so I went rogue last night and uh, ordered everything off the kids menu <laughs> I ordered the chicken skewer um, with vegetables and a fruit cup which by the way can I just say I'm a fussy eater anyway I don't know what it is about Disney, but they can get all the seeds out of the watermelon so that when I eat watermelon, (laughs) I don't have to worry about the seeds, which is dumb. But I just want to say that. Um, So I had the fruit cup with the skewers and the vegetables. And then I ordered this dessert off the kids menu that was they should be serving that to every adult on the cruise ship. I'm just going to say it. It was a warm brownie. In the middle of it was a warm chocolate chip cookie with a scoop of vanilla ice cream on top and chocolate all over the place. It was warm. It was delightful. It was fresh. It was delicious. And I would eat it every... I told I told our server I would eat this every night if you brought it to me. So here's fingers crossed, hoping maybe he'll bring me one tonight. So I did want to say one other thing about the Marvel dining room that we failed to mention from the first night, but that we took advantage of on the second night, which is... Uh, so they have the... Pim particle generator thing in the center of your table. They sell a commemorative cup that looks exactly like the Pim particle generator in the middle of your table. Uh, and so you can get one of those if you really want to take the particle generator home like we do, then you can buy the cup and it lights up and it's a fun looking cup. So there you go. You can add that to your arsenal. So Michael actually left our dinner early because he had quite the experience. He did the whiskey tasting in Hook's Barbary 
From what I hear, it was a small crowd. Michael, what did you think of the whiskey tasting? What was it like? It, it was fabulous. It was a reserve tasting, so it wasn't like the others where there's 20 or 30 people that they're serving in, in a bigger room. This was actually in Hook's Barbary, the barbershop, so there were only six of us present for, for the tasting and seminar, and it was fabulous. Um, it is is a little pricier, but he started out telling us it was going to be well well worth the the price, and and he was correct. We we tasted four four different whiskeys. Started with a typical bourbon, everyone can can find it, the Woodford Reserve Double Oaked, and moved moved on from there up the chain with Johnny Walker Blue Label, then Whistle Pig the Boss Hog. And then f- finished off with the McAllen rare black cask, and that that alone was worth the price of admission because we we got all the information, and and if you priced out, we got a an ounce pour of each of the whiskeys, and that last whiskey they serve for one hundred and fifty dollars an ounce. So the hundred dollars for for the class was was definitely worthwhile. The the facility that that they had it in the Barbary, it's set up as kind of a speakeasy style. So hidden out of the way, it it looks kind of small, but it definitely packs a wallop for especially whiskey fans. In fact, I got to see uh, and uh, up close and got pictures of a whiskey bottle that was uh, and and actually it wasn't just the bottle it was the full whiskey it was in the original packing they had just sold a, a drink from it the day before it was a 1921 pre-prohibition medicinal use only whiskey so the it was in the original packing so we we got to see that as well I am looking forward to trying this old fashioned in Hooks Barbary because I've I've seen video of it, I feel like, and I'm ready to try this thing. So looking forward to doing that with Michael later. After dinner, we headed for Pirate Night Deck Party, and it was the Rockin' Parlay Party. And I will say one of the best Pirate Night shows I have seen. Lots of 80 standards for the adults rocking out. Got some Bon Jovi in there. Some, I think some ACDC, Joan Jett, Queen, a little sing-along basically on stage with a live band uh, that then went into the pirate show. And of course, Red was leading the show this time around. And so she came down on stage and we continued rocking out. And then three other pirate captains joined us, including... Captain Jack Sparrow. So Captain Jack Sparrow fell off the funnel and came floating down to the stage. And uh, the show wrapped up pretty quickly thereafter. He had a very small part of the show, uh, but the show ended, led right into fireworks. I thought the fireworks were really good. Uh, I felt like they were longer than the fireworks I've seen before. Uh, they were also shooting off from two different spots, and not just off the back. They had two different firing points for the fireworks. So we're looking forward to seeing them again on the DVC cruise. Um, and so really looking forward to those fireworks again on DVC. But I thought the fireworks were really good. I don't know, Tracy, what did you think of the fireworks last night? I was super impressed with the fact that they were shooting them from both sides. I noticed that immediately. Um, and I thought that was a really nice new added little twist. The other thing was during the rock show, um, they shot some fireworks off from the stage as well. Um, some smaller ones. And the other thing that we noticed last night, in addition to the giant funnel vision screen where you can, as my kids like to do it, watch a dive in movie. Um, 
during the the show behind that are additional screens that were then right behind the stage. So that also they had like when the um, the pirates were singing, uh, they had flames coming up on those screens as well. And then they shot the fireworks off. So overall, I felt like the new show, um, it definitely for me needed to be reimagined a little bit. I was a little tired of the kind of same old, same old pirate show. I enjoyed this one immensely last night. Yeah, I just wanted to add one pro, one con of the fireworks show. So my, we'll start with the negative. The con I feel was that it was a little loud. And this is not for anybody who's like, if you're overly sensitive to that stuff, you may want to sit further back away from the stage or maybe on the second deck. Um, but we were kind of in the middle of deck 11, right in front of the stage. And even all of us adults were talking about just how loud it was. Um, the singer's voices are obviously projected and they're singing some high notes. So it can sound like screechy, screamy a little bit. Um, but it was an amazing show. My favorite part had to have been the different camera angles. So because this was a live band, they actually had camera angles that showed above the drummer. So you could see him drumming. They had one up on the keys as well so you could see what they were playing it was just really cool um use of the deck space and the cameras that they had available to them so that people that are music freaks like me and like tracy and sam we were able to see the different instruments that were being used and so yeah yeah and so two tips that i would give and maybe one of them is kind of a con so if you're down on the deck and you're really watching the pirate show the fireworks are blocked significantly by the aqua mouse uh, because the superstructure for the aqua mouse is pretty big and so the fireworks are fairly well blocked so best viewing spot that we seem to have found or we'll be looking at on the dvc cruise is on deck 12 starboard side overlooking the pool deck so you can see the show and then immediately turn to watch the fireworks off the ship because you'll be standing right under the superstructure for the aqua mouse so it won't block your view so we're going to give that a shot at the next show and see if that works out uh but that's kind of our pro tip uh the other thing is the show is synced to live music playing and so at one point i think the fireworks got slightly out of sync with the live band which look that is a really tough thing to do to stay in sync with live music uh the fireworks synced with live music so Overall, I thought it was an excellent show, one of the best pirate deck shows I've ever seen. And I think some really spectacular fireworks, a lot longer and a lot more, I think, interesting and uh, thrilling than the fireworks we've seen in the past. So after that, I got to hand it off to Sam because Sam, Tracy and Rebecca did some crazy karaoke. I took Nathan back to the room, so I was not witness to this. Yeah, but Mike, but Mike and Willie were there, too, so they can also maybe offer some thoughts. Crazy karaoke, Sam. You were singing in front of Disney legend Jody Benson. Did she give you a standing ovation? Well, she was kind of standing, leaning in the back of the room. Interestingly enough, so when we when we got there, we got in line to put our songs to put our songs ourselves on the list for singing, and they didn't have as many songs as you generally would expect at karaoke. So there were a couple of songs like Tracy asked about they didn't have. There was one song Becca asked about they didn't have, but we all ended up selecting our songs, and we we. And and after we had given our songs, 
We noticed in the back of the room, Jody Benson had walked in. Disney legend Jody Benson is the voice of Ariel from The Little Mermaid and has been uh, involved with Disney stuff throughout the years. Obviously, we talked about it early on the show. She performed in the Walt Disney Theater, um, but it was kind of terrifying and thrilling all at once to sing in front of her. There were some other singers who went before Becca and then Becca brought down the house singing Redneck Woman. It was phenomenal. I unfortunately had to follow Becca. Um, I sang Dear Future Husband by Megan Trainer, And then uh, there was one person who sang after me and then after the it was fantastic. And then after her was Tracy singing uh, Before He Cheats by Carrie Underwood. And honestly, this group in gen- not just our group, but the group of karaoke singers that did crazy karaoke that last night were probably on whole the best I've ever seen. I mean, there were only a couple of duds in the whole bunch. And honestly, the rest, it was not the rest weren't just like good. The rest were like phenomenal. So it was really um, very different from what you normally see in family karaoke. It's a very different experience. Uh, we left shortly after karaoke. We stayed for all of karaoke, meaning we stayed for all the other singers, even though we were all towards the beginning and went to bed because it was a long, long day w- between the sun, the pirate party and the singing. It was just a long day. Just a couple notes on the karaoke. Uh, yes, it was absolutely terrifying to be singing in front of a Disney legend, even though I didn't choose a song. And there was a, a younger girl there who sang actually sang Ariel's song in front of Jody Benson last night. I give her so many props and she totally nailed it. I've done the karaoke on the ships for many years and I've done karaoke in many other places. And I can honestly say it was the best group of karaoke people I had ever been around bar none. I mean, it was just crazy. And the, and the ones that weren't maybe in that upper echelon of the par, you know, singing Jody Benson kind of things were so entertaining. They were having fun. Everybody was so entertaining. And the, the crowd itself was so uplifting. If you missed a note or you missed a word, you know, it came up too fast and you missed it. They were cheering you on and the the cast members were dancing and singing. And we actually stumped them with Becca's song because they had never heard of Redneck Woman by Gretchen Wilson, which blows my mind. Um, And Becca's, too. Surprisingly, Becca's probably too young to really even remember that song, really. But... um, but it, it was it was funny because they were like, they'd never heard that song before. And she absolutely nailed it. Um, so overall, it was the best way to end the night with good friends. So it was fun. Just to add on top of all of that. So Sam's song actually was dedicated to Willie and I. She got up on stage and really brought attention to the fact that we are recently engaged. And it was just perfect. Um, I have a knack for singing songs at karaoke that Willie doesn't either know or wish were dedicated to him. And Sam just kind of blew it out of the water. It was so fun for him to kind of have the attention, even though he sometimes doesn't enjoy it. Um, So I really appreciated that Sam made everybody feel more comfortable and allowed us to hear her beautiful voice as she serenaded us on what Willie should do if he wants to get my special loving. So... (laughs) Well, this show just took a turn into the NC-7T rating on uh, on iTunes. So uh, for all of you out there, kids, I'm sorry about that. But 
After that, I mean, I had already called a night. I think I was asleep watching Miracle on the TV uh, when Sam came in. But it sounds like they had a fabulous night this morning. Uh, to catch us up to the current day here, uh, I got up and I enjoyed the Rainforest Room first thing in the morning. Went at about 9 o'clock in the morning, actually. Rainforest Room opens up at 8 or 8.30, I believe. I was in at 9. It was pretty quiet. I loved it. Love the Rainforest Room. It is so much bigger, so much more elegant. I think the shower spaces are just nicer. Uh, they don't feel like you're in a dorm room shower. They feel like you're in a spa shower. The Frigidarium is one of my new favorite things. I thought that the Laconium sauna was fabulous. And it's it's brand new. I mean, it is brand new. You can tell it is brand new. Love the swinging chairs in the outdoor spa area. Hit up the hot tub a little bit. I thought it was very relaxing. It was great. You can... Look, I want to be clear. We had uh, one guest on who thought it would be hard to find or look into the rainforest room when walking on the deck above. It is not. You can see the people walking. They can see you. Uh, So if you're looking for a truly private experience, they still have the heated loungers inside. They have some swinging chairs inside. You can stay inside if you really just don't want to be seen by anyone. Uh, They have three showers. Two of them are out of order. Uh, So I'm not sure what they do. And they have really funky names like aqua v- venus or something like that i think it's uh it's it, it anagrams to virus but i don't know how to sp- say it but they, they don't really describe what they do and instead of having buttons that you press that give you a certain experience they have handles that you turn uh so i wasn't sure like the shower i was in i could actually adjust the temperature from hot to cold so it was like being in a regular shower so i'm not sure what the intended experience of those showers were uh and so might get another pass and kind of ask the spa people on the next cruise like what am I supposed to be doing here? Because it was a little bit more obvious in the other Rainforest Room experiences. Like you touch a button and you get an experience here. It's more work. Uh, so I'm not quite sure what they're going for. But overall, relaxing, gorgeous, beautiful. Love the expanded space. Love the outdoor space. Lots of different stuff on board today. Nathan went to the kids club. But the highlight of the day for us was probably Enchanté brunch. So that will rack up our third adult dining experience on board. We did the Enchanté brunch today. Michael joined us for Enchanté brunch. Uh, The brunch menu there is far less expensive than the dinner menu. I think it is a great entry-level way into Enchanté. If you want to see what fine dining is like, see what the space is like, see what some of the imaginative food that they can produce is like. Uh, We had one very special dessert item that I thought was amazing. Uh, But... Michael, I'd love to hear what you thought about your Enchanté brunch experience. The Enchanté brunch was was absolutely fabulous. I mean, the service is is definitely top-notch. That's reason alone to to go, even if the the food were mediocre. But it's far from mediocre. It's not pretentious. Everything we had was was very approachable, uh, but extremely tasty. I mean, from from an opening tomato tart uh, and i i heard about the the dinner and with this one the chefs there know how to make a tomato taste great um and moved on from there uh, a pulled pork kind of salad with greens with with a, a side crouton that that was excellent as well onto a fish dish um it was on the menu is halibut they they didn't have the halibut so it was it was a salmon in an an egg foam kind of broth and and made made an excellent sauce good good flavor on it very well well cooked onto a chicken chicken dish with with gnocchi that that was fabulous as well i i probably preferred the the salmon but 
the chicken dish was was definitely excellent as well. On to, to the final dessert, they they kind of tease you going along that they ran out of dessert, so they just brought you out a lemon. And they've they've the pastry chef has done an excellent job shaping a dessert as a lemon down to to the the skin looks the same they just warn you that the everything's edible except the leaf that they put on it so they caution you not to try to eat that but you you break it in and break in it has a a nice candy shell on it and then a lemon mousse and and very lemony throughout um, and i know sam said she's not a big lemon dessert and and she loved this as well um, I love lemon desserts, and, and this was, was excellent, a great way to enjoy it. You had your different textures, different flavors. Uh, so overall, a great experience. In addition, all three of us did the basic champagne pairing with it, which that, that went very well. So through the five courses, at it, it, three different points, you, you get a pour of the champagne that pairs well with, with the course that's coming up. So that that was fabulous as well. Uh, they do have an additional pairing that that I think gets you a, a champagne with with each of the the courses. But even the server said just on doing the basic, we were going to be fine. It wasn't too much. So the overall, highly recommended. It. it wasn't over the top. Reasonably be priced. Uh, you get enough to to eat. I am now at several hours later. I'm having a snack kind of in between when we left there and our our late dining but um you you definitely get plenty of food you're not it's not pretentious that where you're not getting much for for you 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 get enough of each course so fabulous experience great great people to have it with too yeah and i thought the price overall was great so it was like a 75 dollar per person for the five course breakfast tasting and then it was only $33 to add on the three glasses of champagne and some of these are some really nice champagnes so uh, I thought overall the experience was fantastic uh, Sam and I were thinking about doing it again on the next cruise but we realized we would get the exact same menu and so sort of we're less interested in it but uh, I think it's a fabulous uh, way to dip your foot in the water of the Enchante premium dining experience. So we will now take a pause in the action because Sam actually really wants to talk about the laundry room of all things. So for all of you out there, get ready for a riveting discussion of the washers and dryers on board the fabulous Disney Wish. Listen, we get a lot of questions about the laundrette on uh, both on Facebook, but also on Instagram after I posted some pictures of the fairy tale laundrette. I want to let our listeners know that it is on deck eight forward, uh, right near the elevator lobby. There's only one laundry room aboard the Disney Wish, as opposed to, I think, two on the larger uh, The Dream and the Fantasy. Uh, but never fear, dear listener, because there are probably twice as many, if not more, machines in this laundry room. This laundry room is bright, beautiful, and has wider hallway or space that you can fold in, that you can iron in. I, I know this sounds crazy and weird, but I do laundry on pretty much every cruise that we're on because I hate going home with dirty clothes and having to do laundry when I get home. I find it easier to just kind of wash things as I go. And so I've actually done laundry twice on this cruise. The other thing I will say is that it's a little easier to use than it used to be because you don't have to go to a machine to buy tokens to then use your card on the machine you actually just use your card on the machine itself 
to pay for a wash or a dryer cycle. So it's super easy. It's the same cost as $3 per wash, $3 per dry, I believe. You can also buy laundry detergent from the machines and fabric softener from the machines. I always bring my own. Uh, I bring those little sort of dry packs and find it pretty easy to do. But I just wanted you all to know laundry is available on board and what it's like. And uh, Tracy's actually asking me a question in live time. And I think it's an excellent question. Does it alert you when it's done? And the answer is yes, it actually alerts you that it's done before it's done. So it tells you in the app when you've started the washer or the dryer and which machine specifically, they're all numbered. And then it alerts you about five or 10 minutes before it's actually done. It says washer number 24 is completed. It's not actually completed. And I know that because I was in the room while my washing, while my wash was going and it was, and I could walked, walked over to the machine and saw, no, it actually still had like six minutes left. So it is something I do. I know it's a very technical thing, but I know there are people out there who want that information. But heading back from our little detour into fairy tale laundrette to talk about the Little Mermaid show. I went to the matinee Little Mermaid show today, which was at 2 p.m. in the Walt Disney Theater. And I'm going to give this show two thumbs up. It was really excellent. If you know the story of the Little Mermaid, there won't be a whole lot of surprises, but really well done. A lot of puppetry for you know, the, for the fish and, and of course for Sebastian, a lot of these sort of fun characters in under the sea. Um, it was a really fantastic cast. It's an hour long show. So it is shorter than sort of the Broadway version. It is, uh, even shorter than the movie version, uh, but still tells the whole story in that time. They just kind of con- condense a couple different things. There's a slightly different, slightly different ending, I mean, it all ends happily ever after, but the way that, yeah, but the way that Ursula gets defeated is a little bit different than in the movie version, but I thought it was a fantastic show. I'm going to rank this one quite high above Aladdin, and I mean Aladdin on the Disney fantasy, but I'm going to have to still put it slightly, ever so slightly below Beauty and the Beast on the Disney Dream, but not by much. It's really, really close. This was a really a fabulous production. And I did hear from a cast member that the production I saw today is the best it's been uh, since they started because they were doing dress rehearsals basically up until this point, in- including for the Enchanted Showcase uh, preview that they did uh, for travel agents and media just prior to the maiden voyage. So a fabulous show. I was really excited that I got to see the matinee because it frees up some time this evening to do some other stuff, like hopefully hit up Nightingales. Um, And it was wonderful that brunch was not as long of a meal as dinner was. So that was able to be accomplished. Well, we need to take a quick pause in the action here to thank our amazing show sponsors over at My Path Unwinding Travel. You know, Sam and I have gotten to know the agents over at My Path Unwinding Travel over time, and they are just so knowledgeable, so wonderful, so responsive, so welcoming. They have a great set of communities built on Facebook where they answer people's questions. We know that if you decide to book your next vacation with My Path Unwinding Travel, you will have a wonderful, wonderful experience. So if you are looking to book your next fabulous Disney Cruise Line vacation and adventure, by Disney Vacation, maybe you've been eyeing an all-inclusive resort vacation, head over to mypathunwinding.com slash Duo to book your next vacation. We know you'll have a fantastic experience. And with that, back to our episode. But we're here now on the pool deck 
So Tracy and I were able to do the Aqua Mouse again, which was great because we got to see the winter theme again, which was really fun. And we've all just been hanging out on the pool deck really ever since the show. And I know Tracy and Michael went to the gym today and Tracy hit up the rainforest room again. Uh, and I'm go- But I'm going to hand it off to Becca to hear her review of Little Mermaid, because like me, she is a big Broadway theater person. And I want to know where she ranks this show as against some of the other Disney stage shows? So as far as Disney stage shows on the cruise line fleet that we have seen, we've got Beauty and the Beast, The Little Mermaid, and Seize the Adventure. Um, I've also seen the Rapunzel Tangled show, which is always going to be my favorite. That one, I believe, is on the magic. And that is definitely because... I am obsessed with Rapunzel and everything that she's able to do. As far as the other shows that I've seen, I hate to admit that this one is probably lowest on my list. Now, I haven't seen Aladdin or other shows that are on the fleets, just those four. Um, But in terms of The Little Mermaid, Seize the Adventure, Beauty and the Beast, and Rapunzel, I would put them in least two best in that order. So Rapunzel being my absolute favorite show, Beauty and the Beast following right after, Seize the Adventure, and then following it up with The Little Mermaid Show. It was spectacular. The music is great. I just didn't feel like it resonated well. My favorite character probably was Ursula. I felt like her performance was spectacular and also Sebastian the Crab. Um, And at the beginning of the show, they did say it was based off of the animated version, but a lot of the characters and who they, who Disney had hired to play these characters portray a lot of the live action characters in the remake of the Little Mermaid movie. So I felt the storyline was a little different. There were added songs, but of course you got part of your world with both reprises as well as Ursula's Poor Unfortunate Souls and Kiss the Girls. So it was above all an amazing show, but just for me personally, out of the four that I've seen is last ranked in terms of best shows on the fleet. Well, there you have it. You know, you can have two Broadway fans and have differing opinions. I will say I have not seen the Tangled show. And so I know that I'm going to love that. I know that's going to rank pretty high um, just from everything I've heard from a, a whole bunch of people who've seen that and seen all the other shows on board. So, all right, we are going to wrap things up there for now. We still got a full night ahead of us. I've got a old fashioned drink with Michael. We're hoping to make it into the Nightingale Lounge for some drinks. I've been in there for a drink tasting, but not some just some plain drinks. And then we've got the Maiden Voyage menu tonight, which we already know is going to be Disney Cruise Line favorites from across the fleet. So, looking forward to that menu this evening. Of course, Tears are running down cheeks everywhere because tomorrow is disembarkation. Sam and I are melancholy because we get to stay on board, but we're losing our fabulous friends who've been sailing with us. And uh, it has been great to have friends back on board with us sailing again. So uh, we will come back tomorrow morning at disembarkation breakfast to uh, to update you on our experience. But going to stop it there for now. Thanks for listening. All right. We are back in Arendelle for a sad breakfast. It's the end of the cruise, but we have to finish up what we did yesterday. So after some pool time yesterday afternoon, we hit up a bar that has eluded us the entire voyage. We went to Nightingale's and had some drinks. And so Willie and Rebecca, new to the martini scene, I want to get their thoughts on the drinks that they had. Well, I uh, returned and ordered a chocolate martini once again. 
Um, this one was a little different than the one we had in Hyperspace Lounge because the Hyperspace Lounge one was a little bit more creative and had a few other things besides just chocolate. This was just a regular chocolate martini. And, you know, I think everybody in the, in the party is right. A, I might be turning into a martini guy because it was, it was delicious. Um, so that brings the count to three martinis on this cruise, a specialty one at Hyperspace, an espresso one in the Rose, and a chocolate one at Nightingale's. Um, fun way to hit all the bars and just, you know, have one drink at each that, that we enjoy. So, yeah. And just to add on top of him, I think I'm a martini girl. So the only difference between the lemon drop martini that I had at Nightingale's versus the one that I had at the Rose a couple nights previous was the sugar that actually rimmed the glass. The one at Nightingale's was a golden yellow sugar that kind of tasted more sweet and so maybe it was more of a cane sugar. I'm not exactly sure, but it was a lot sweeter than the one that I had at the Rose. And I loved Martini so much that I actually had two last night for our nightcap at the Rose again. So that is a total of four lemon drop martinis and a complete new favorite drink, all thanks to the Disney Wish. So Nightingale's was a fun spot for us. Uh, I The menu is broken up into different categories of quote unquote bubble drinks. So you have smoke bubble, ice bubble, and air bubble. All the air bubble drinks have champagne in them, some sort of sparkling wine. All of the smoke bubble drinks they bring to your table and then use a smoke gun to drop a smoke bubble on top of the drink, which you then have to pop uh, and creates a nice little smoky quality to the drink. And then the in the frozen bubble drinks were all essentially a cocktail with ice, as far as we can tell. So, so after Nightingale's, Michael and I headed over to Hook's Barbary to get an old-fashioned, and let me tell you, that is quite the experience. The bartender there goes through the whole motions with it. You get to choose your syrup, which I believe was vanilla, cherry, and chocolate were your choices. Oh, and maple. Michael's reminding me, maple. And then you can he'll help you choose your bourbon to go on top. They've got everything there. I'm sure if you wanted a $500 old-fashioned, he could make it for you. <laughs> um, he has cherries that he's been soaking in bourbon for a long time uh, that also go on top. He spritzes the drink with a mist of... Uh, I don't even know what, what that was. I'm going to hand this over to Michael to let him talk about it a little bit more. It was a delicious old-fashioned. I love a good old-fashioned, but the process that this guy went through was pretty amazing. Yeah, Lewis and, and Hooks definitely went through the traditional process of making, making the old-fashioned. So as Brian mentioned, you... You choose your your flavor base, and I I actually went with maple, and that went with one of the whistle pig rye, so from Vermont. So it seemed like a a good good pairing with that. And yes, as as Brian mentioned, he he definitely puts on a little show while he's doing it. He has the different herbs, spices, and other things to if you if you want those added on. And yeah, he even has the the spritzes. They go along with the style. So I know when we were in there, someone was ordering a Japanese old fashioned. So there was a, a Japanese spray that went went over over the top of the glass. But yeah, Lewis was was great. He he does the rubbing on the grass glass with with flair. Doesn't muddle the the fruit so that you're getting the the pulp and other things in there, which isn't a traditional method so as i said you get the he did have the orange peel rubbed on the side of the glass for for mine and the the maple flavoring and and he he makes an excellent martini 
we we definitely were there the the last night so there there was definitely a run we we had to, to wait for several people in front of us to, to get their made theirs made and and it, it was definitely busy but went went through and and got us all all taken care of and and everyone was commenting how delicious the the old fashions were so definitely the the best on the ship yeah one thing i wanted to add to the hooks barbary discussion is just that uh so they do a smoked old fashioned in there that's what people are seeing online where he puts the old fashioned under glass he actually burns i think an end of a piece of wood to get some smoke going uh he's one of the few crew members who's allowed to have an open flame uh on the ship uh and so the experience is supposed to be that he smokes your old fashioned under glass and then you get to take the you know the old fashioned out, and it's got a smoky quality to it. Lewis had run out of lighters, so um, P.S. If you're coming on board looking for that Hooks Barbary smoked old fashioned experience, you know some people bring the crew candy. I might bring Lewis a six pack of Bix. All right, so uh, but otherwise, really fun experience, delicious old fashioned. While we were getting our old fashions, Sam and several members of our sailing party were playing. Broadway trivia. Actually, I think they were riding the coattails of a friend of ours on board who was basically doing the Broadway trivia so that they could claim victory. And boy, they did. So Sam and uh, Tracy and Rebecca, actually, Rebecca and Willie were out taking pictures. So at least Sam and Tracy and another friend of ours on board won Broadway trivia in Nightingales. It looked to be a fairly packed trivia. So kudos to them. Sam, was it winner's medals all around? There were no medals. I was a little disappointed because I wanted Tracy to get a Mickey medal. We got some Mickey medals on our uh, Southern Caribbean cruise a few years ago. It had been it's been years since we got any Mickey medals and I wanted Tracy to get one as well. Uh, We while our friend, our our third friend that was with us, uh, while he was definitely the brains behind the operation, Tracy and I offered a lot of moral support. And I will say I did help with the answer to 51 of the Federalist Papers being written by Alexander Hamilton. So I just want to put that out there. (laughs) All right. Well, that brings us to dinner in Arendelle last night, but no Frozen show because it was time for the Maiden Voyage menu, which turned out to be fleet-wide favorites. So did we get truffle presets on the Disney Wish? Yes, we did. So there you go. That menu will only be served once. It was served last night to the Maiden Voyage crowd. And so I would not expect to see truffle presets again anytime soon aboard the Disney Wish. So we had all of our favorites, truffle presets. I had some oysters, Rockefeller, got my beef Wellington, which I enjoyed, and my pecan tart, which I'm also a fan of. Maybe we can pass around the table real fast and let folks say what they loved off that menu. Let me start with Willie. Well, we already got the black truffle presets, but the other favorite dish of mine in the entire fleet is the cookies and cream sundae that also appears on the same menu at animators palette and that was a dessert option last night so had to have one of those felt like a little piece of home i had a cheese pizza (laughs) um it's not on the menu but that's what i had i did have the steak i had the ribeye and it was so big i could barely finish about half of it it was delicious nathan you had pasta with tomato sauce was that good as well yes awesome you also had some cookies and cream ice cream. How, what did you think of that? Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. I had the truffle presets. I also had the, the baked lobster tail. So the baked lobster tail is only typically served on a seven night or longer cruise, but it was on this maiden voyage favorites menu. So I had the, the lobster tail. I did have my truffle presets and I also had the cookies and cream sundae because that is an awesome sundae. Michael, what about you? 
I went for the oysters Rockefeller and the duck breasts with the parsnip puree, and it, it was excellent. I can't remember exactly which ship it's on. I think it's Royal Court, if if I'm remembering correctly, or or a similar restaurant. But yeah, it's the only menu it appeared on, and and they they do it well. Well, I had the beef Wellington as well, but my favorite thing was the fact that I got two desserts last night. <laughs> so I did have the cookies and cream ice cream, which was delightful, but I also had the lava cake, which nobody else at the table had. And just for the record, y'all missed out because it was delicious. After a fabulous dinner in Arendelle, we went back to the Rose for some drinks and closed the place down. And then several of us got to experience the kiss goodnight on board. So at midnight on our last evening, they did a show in the atrium. It does not involve any characters. It just involves kind of a light show in the ceiling with some recorded audio. Uh, but it's kind of like a little kiss goodnight from the parks. And it was lovely. It was fun. Pro tip, don't stand on the third balcony. You want to be down on the main floor looking up, I think, to get the full kind of effect of the show. But it was still lovely where we were standing. And so uh, a fun little Easter egg for anyone out there who can manage to keep themselves up until midnight on board. Actually, pro tip, I believe they do it every night at both 10 p.m. and at midnight. I can't verify for sure because I wasn't there to actually see it on any of the nights, including the last night. Uh, But that's what I've been told. All right. Well, that brings us to today and it's time to wrap it up. And so a couple things I want to do here. One is I'm going to pass the mic around and I want everyone to give one high, one low from the cruise. And then after we've gone around the table with the adults, I got a few questions for Nathan, your favorite guest star on our show. And uh, so let me start again to my right with Willie. One high, one low. The high for me was just being on the Disney Wish Maiden Voyage. Um, I think Rebecca and I in our conversations have just had a lot of gratitude and very grateful for this opportunity and to have made it on safely and to have traveled safely with with some newfound friends and almost feels like family now. Um, those are experiences you can't really put a price on. I do it a thousand times over. It made the cruise experience different than we've ever cruised because we've never really cruised with just friends. Um, but a good different, a different we would always like to have. And for me, the lowest currently they just served the breakfast plate on disembarkation day, which means you're one step closer to getting off the boat. And that's a major low. So as I stare at my delicious looking breakfast, I'm also very sad to be leaving. Womp womp. Well, having to follow that up, I am going to point out some actual experiences that we had on board that were my high and low. Um, my high is going to be probably my most unexpected experience, and that is going to be my time in the Untangled Salon. Like I said, I think previously, I have never had any type of spa or salon experience on any of the other ships before. But because this one was Rapunzel themed, I really felt like I needed to take advantage at least one time. And I actually got to go twice. So getting my hair done um, right before formal night and having it curled and beautiful was super fun. And then getting to enjoy a nice pedicure with my good friend Sam was also a really amazing experience. My low for this cruise, in terms of experiences, I think I'm going to have to say the pirate party, not because of 
the music and not because of the fireworks or anything. All of that was amazing. But just how loud it was and how crowded it was. We are still people that are taking COVID precautions very seriously. And it was just kind of overwhelming to be as close as other guests as possible. And a lot of them are cheering and screaming. And then the music was just extremely loud. But that is going to be my low. And now I'm going to pass it off to Sam to hear what she has to say. All right. Um, I had a couple of highs. I'm going to say that uh, I'm going to talk one experience that was a high. Uh, actually, I'm going to have to give like two experiences that were a high. Uh, I think Enchante brunch was like a real high for me. Honestly, I thought it was a fan. I mean, Enchante dinner and brunch were fantastic, but I, I was surprised at like the brunch was a big high for me. I thought it was fantastic. Um, another high was uh, seeing Jody Benson on stage and watching her perform and then having her watch us in karaoke. There's just like a bunch of different highs. I know I, Brian's telling me I, he said one each, but honestly, the real high of this trip was sailing with our friends. This was like it, it, sailing with your friends is way more fun than sailing alone. And so it was just incredible to to be able to experience this with friends that we have made on board and friends that we have made because of the podcast. Uh, so because of Disney Cruise Line, it, it's just an incredible experience. Now, the low, honestly, is just that I really wanted to do the Uncharted Adventure, um, which is supposed to be that virtual or augmented reality experience. And it's just not ready. So I can't say it will be bad or good because it is just not on board at all. Um, you know, Aladdin not being shown on board was not really a big deal for me because I got to see the other two shows, which were both amazing. The Seize the Adventure show and The Little Mermaid. Yeah. So I would just say just the Uncharted Adventure not being ready. Michael, what about you? I'm going to have to agree with your your first high. The Enchante brunch was was fabulous. The the restaurant itself is is decorated very well. The staff is exceptional. Um, the the views at brunch we had that morning were uh, amazing. There was a clear blue sky and and the water out there. We were right right on the window, and then the, having good good friends to enjoy the brunch with, and the the food was was incredible. All five courses that we had and the champagne pairing went went very well. The low for me, I mean, we ha didn't really have anything ourselves that went wrong or, or disrupted our trip. But just hearing a number of passengers with the same the same things happening and how many were complaining to the crew just felt bad for for the crew having having to endure that and, and really felt bad for the passengers themselves because I think that took away from their experience instead of looking at it being on this incredible ship and enjoying what they had. They focused on what what wasn't there, so uh, just hearing that again and again was was kind of a low. My, I'm I'm gonna have to cheat. Hopefully, Brian's not listening. Um, I'm gonna have to cheat and do a couple of highs as well. For me, the entire experience of the new ship and this being our first maiden voyage was incredible. I just think you know the the cast members just busted butt every every waking moment to make our experience as, as good as it could possibly be, despite the fact that maybe there were a few things that weren't quite ready yet. Um, so, you know, just being on the ship itself was amazing. As far as one thing that we did that was 
awesome was crazy karaoke by far. That was absolutely my favorite thing that we did. Us three girls just sat together. We rocked out while everybody else sang. And then we got up there and sang in front of Jody Benson. Like, are you serious? That's insanity. So that was probably my highs. My lows, honestly, there were very few things that 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 were lows. And this one's really cheesy and really silly. But I can't tell you how many times I bumped my elbow on the handicapped bar in the shower. If you've never been on a cruise before, the showers are generally very, very small. I thought our showers were were very nice size. Actually has a bathtub in it for, you know, people who have smaller children that need a bath versus a shower. But for some reason, the placement of the handicapped handle was right where as I was washing my hair and I would bring my arm down, I would hit my elbow on that handicap bar. And if they just move it five or six inches back or five or six inches forward, I feel like it would have been in a better place. And it might just be my size, my height. But I swear to you, my left elbow has got a bruise on it from banging on that silly handle. Though I'm very grateful it's there because people need that to get in and out. So that's kind of a silly one. But um, that was one thing that I just kept bumping my elbow over and over again. So um, overall, the Disney Wish experience, the Maiden Voyage experience was fantastic. But again, as uh, reiterate what Sam said, um, there we've cruised, I've cruised 16 times. You meet lots of people on your cruise ship. You'll meet some people that you'll never see again, but are friendly and you have a good time with at dinner or maybe at a bar. But th- this particular trip, we got to meet up with some old friends and some new friends and the experience of the maiden voyage with these incredible people is what made this trip totally worth it. It's getting real at this table, but all right, I'm going to cap it out. I'm going to cap it out with my highs and lows. And then I want to get some questions into Nathan. Okay. So my highs definitely getting to cruise with some fabulous people. We're already making plans to cruise again because uh, this has just been so awesome. So really looking forward to that. I think in terms of the high for me, it would probably be Enchante Dinner. I thought that was a fabulous experience. And I also just want to call out, I really enjoyed the pool deck on this ship. I thought it was really nice. I got to experience a lot of the pools. I thought it was relaxing, not crowded. I think Disney Cruise Line pool decks could always use a little bit more shade here and there because let's face it, people, I'm from Seattle. I live with Edward and Forks. Okay, I glisten when I go out into the sun. uh, And so I don't like getting burned. But... Uh, in terms of lows, I think I have just two lows. One of them is nothing to do with the ship. The low for me is that all these great people are getting off the ship today that we've been sailing with. And I tell you what, I think if I could get off with them, I might. Because I'm not sure the next cruise is going to be nearly as fabulous without their company. So we're staying on board for you, our listeners. We're taking one for the team. But uh, we've had a fabulous cruise with these folks. And so it's a real low to see them go today. I think my other low would just probably be that there's just lots of little places where you see this ship is just not quite show ready. And so I really wish it had been really show ready. It's it's not it doesn't it doesn't make for some terrible guest experience. But like when you're sitting at the bar at night and the lights suddenly like flicker weird, it like takes you out of the experience that you're in. You're like, what's going on? Or, Or you go to these places and lights get really bright or I don't know. It's just it's. It's little details like that where you can tell that they've still got things to do. So lots of like stickers around the ship that you can spot that tell you that that's part of the punch list that they have to fix things. So I just I wish I wish we gotten on a fully functional Disney Cruise Line ship. And this one, it's still got some spots. They're minor. 
They're not going to make it a terrible cruise. Loved our, every moment on the wish. I've got one more question for everyone at the table, and then we're handing it off to Nathan for a second. I want to know, Disney has five ships now in the fleet. Where does the wish rank for you amongst the five? The wish is the best ship. It's got all the new toys. It's got the, all the gadgets. The food is great. The restaurants are awesome. The shows are awesome. But it's just, it's just not long enough. You know, this five night was was good, but it's the minimum, I would say, because there's just so much fun on board. So it is the best ship, but it, it would be absolutely perfect with the, the longer itineraries. I think this is something we have mentioned before on the podcast that it's almost like a second generation of Disney cruise ships. It's just so different from the other four. Um, it is an amazing and beautiful ship, but to kind of piggyback off of what Willie is saying, it's not nearly long enough to do three and four nights. But then again, that's what people said about the dream. I think in terms of where does this fall in my rankings, it's probably going to be after the fantasy. Fantasy is my first favorite ship. So this would probably be second just because it is so new. It is so clean and beautiful. And there are tons of new experiences on board, but I need more time to enjoy those experiences. And then, so ask me in like three years where it falls and it might move up to my number one. Yeah, I have to agree with what Willie and Rebecca said. This is the best ship. This has the best um, theming in the dining experiences. Uh, It's got, frankly, the best adult dining restaurants, the best adult bars, and and overall best shows that I've seen if I'm sort of counting them together, not one individually. However, the two things that would make it better are longer itineraries and being based on the West Coast, let's face it. (laughs) That's never going to happen, but I I have to add that in. All right, Michael, how does this rank? I I think I still have to go with with the dream and fantasy being at the top. And, And it's really only because the Meridian Bar. The, the Meridian Bar there is the one one between uh, Remy and, and Paolo, and it's it has an excellent view out, out the aft of the, the boat, where this time what they did is uh, Remy, or uh, Enchante and Paolo now have that view out the, the back of the ship, and the rose is, is more on the side. Still fabulous views, but, it, but it's still not the, the Meridian. And uh, I, I really like all all five ships. They they each have their their pros and cons. But uh, again, I'd, I'd put it just below the especially the fantasy with with the longer itineraries and having the the Meridian Bar. Uh, Rose is fabulous, but it's not the Meridian. This is like asking me which one of my children I love the most. Okay, I'm just I'm yeah the one you're with. So I mean, obviously. Love the wish. I agree with everybody in that the theming on this is top notch from every little detail. Um, it's amazing. I am, however, A, directionally challenged and B, a creature of habit. And so because of that, I, you know, I, I'm like in our very first cruise was on the magic. So the smaller ship, easier for me to navigate. Um, I really struggled because I am directionally challenged um, on this ship to figure out which direction I was going. I did find some little tidbits and little um, in the carpet. There's um, a starfish and the, the point is going towards the forward. So that did help me. 
um, they move things around like the spas usually on the other ships is on a higher deck. This time it's on deck five. Uh, so I struggled with where am I at and where do I need to go? Um, I think, again, though, if I've done this for several years or done several cruises that um, I would get used to it. And so um, I definitely think that this has potential to be the number one. Um, just currently, I haven't quite figured it all out yet. <laughs> so that would be my recommendation. My number one ship is ships number six. It hasn't even come out yet. No, Um so we've only been on four of the five. We'll be on the Magic, hopefully in September, if everything continues to go well. So my ranking of the four that I've been on is Wonder, Wish, Fantasy, Dream. That's my ranking. I love the Wonder. I love the size of the Wonder. I love the spaces on the Wonder. Um, as much as I love the Wish, it's number two for me for a lot of the same reasons. Other people have said, most importantly, that I can't get on for, for more than three or four nights. And you know to cobble together a seven night, it's more expensive to be on the Wish than any other ship in the fleet right now, which I understand. But I really love the Wonder. And so for me, Wonder comes out on top. But the Wish could sneak up there if we get a chance to sail on her some more. So, all right. I get it to my favorite guest. Your favorite guest. The most sought-after guest of the DCL duo, Nathan. Nathan, can you tell us one favorite thing that you got to do on board? Kids Club. He loved the Kids Club. He was in there for hours on this cruise, which is not usual for him. So what did you like most about the Kids Club, Nathan? I learned lots of things, had lots of fun. Did you make some friends on board, buddy? Yep. So I want to ask you some specifics. First, I want to ask you about the game that you played or a couple of maybe just describe how the game works or games work in the Star Wars cargo bay inside the Oceaneers Club. Uh, well, in the Star Wars area, there is a game on this iPad where you scan your band. The screen pops up with a QR code. So you, you sync the iPad with your profile, right? Your personal profile that's, that is attached to your magic band? Kind of. You, you open the iPad, open up something called Cargo, and then scan the QR code. And if it doesn't work the first time, try a second time, and it will open up this thing where you, can, where you search for creatures and stuff. Right. And it's like an augmented reality, meaning where you're pointing the iPad at things in the room, in particular the floor, to find like creature footprints to then find the creature. Now, you won't see the creature and the footprints in real life. You will see it on your iPad screen as you're pointing at different places. And then you basically like you find the creatures and then you also help them if they're sick. Right. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I also saw we we went into the Arendelle room during an open house in the Arendelle room. You there was an experience where you would scan your magic band and then you could choose a game. And one of the games was throwing snowballs at the trolls. Is that right? Yeah. Was that a fun game as well? Yeah. But I had one thing I want to say is probably my favorite place in the kids club would be the would be the main area because I learned how because I have fun playing with the hula hoops. Very cool. I also know you like the Walt Disney Imagineering Lab, which you called the workshop, right? What kinds of stuff did you get up to in that workshop? I did arts and crafts. They had this thing where they showed how to make it like a glow in the dark leaf. But what I mean is like. 
it, they gave you a piece of paper with a leaf on it and then gave you a special paint that glows under a black light and they also made and they also made something that that like shows the of the ghost effect in haunted mansion yeah that was pretty cool there was kind of a craft box to make a the ghost effect from the from the dining room in the in the Haunted Mansion ride at Disney World and Disneyland. Very cool. Thank you, Nathan, for helping all of our fun young friends out there learn a little bit more about the Kids Club. And uh, with that, we're going to wrap it up for this cruise. Sam and I still have 1923 to experience on the next sailing. We didn't get a chance to do that. Uh, so more to come as we set sail on our second cruise, a three-night DVC charter cruise. So we'll be back with more. But thanks, everyone out there for listening. And we'll see you next time. See you real soon. As always, thank you so much out there for listening to our show this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. Please also head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us those five-star reviews. And if you leave us a written review, we will read it on the air in our main show each and every week. We love connecting with you, our listeners, and hearing your feedback. So head over there, leave us a review. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also connect with our show via our voicemail line. If you'd like to send us a question, a comment, or otherwise have us address your feedback on the air, then just leave us a message at 402 413 that's 402-413-5590. If you'd like even more great content from the DCL Duo, you can always browse to youtube.com slash DCL Duo for our vlog. If you'd like to help support the show, you can always browse to patreon.com slash DCL Duo and choose from one of our monthly support tiers. We really do appreciate each and every one of our Patreons out there for making this show happen each and every month. We also really appreciate our show sponsor, My Path Unwinding Travel. If you're looking to book your next fabulous Disney vacation, head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo to book your next fabulous vacation. Use that link so they know the DCL Duo sent you. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of Disney Cruise Line or the Disney Company. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night. Good night.